everyone. Welcome to the Meniere's Muse podcast. My name is Heather, and I was diagnosed with Meniere's disease and vestibular migraine in 2017 and found myself craving connection with other warriors and found the more warriors I met, the more inspired I was and that my hope for healing came to life. I created this podcast to share stories of vestibular warriors, regardless of their diagnosis or where they are in their journey, to give hope so no one feels alone. If this podcast may benefit you or someone in your life, please forward this to them and make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you know someone with an inspiring story, please find my contact information below. We all have a story. Let yours inspire others. I feel I must mention by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. It is not a substitute for professional medical advice or consultations with your healthcare professionals. We're here to share stories and give hope. Please consult your own physician for any medication questions or medical issues that you may be having. Our bodies are uniquely ours and something that may work for one person may not necessarily work for you. Thank you for being here for part two of a beautiful conversation with Kimberly Warner. If you haven't yet listened to part one, I would recommend listening to that one first. We are called to give our lives to others so you and I can bear fruit. In all brokenness and all dying, and all suffering is there to allow you to enter into solidarity with the whole human family and to give yourselves to others so that your life can bear fruit. God asks you not to have a successful life, but to have a fruitful life. Andre Nowen. After today's guest, Kimberly, shared this profound quote with me, I understood so much more about her soulful passion for not only sharing stories of those with chronic illness and rare conditions, but to really see them, loving them, and sharing how adversity can broaden our definition of what it means to live a good life. She shares these stories through Unfixed Media Productions, which she founded in 2019. To understand her passion, you must watch something out of the Unfixed Media portfolio, which currently includes docu-series, multiple mini-series, podcasts, a roundtable webcast, and also features documentary films, which are all in production. Her own experiences living with a rare neurological disorder of MDDS and vestibular migraine has empowered Kimberly to take a larger advocacy role within the chronic illness community, where she writes and speaks about her own patient experience. When she isn't nurturing the many facets of unfixed media, she works a small, sustainable homestead with her husband, David, in rural Oregon. She lives a life in full motion, and I mean that in every sense of the word but I'll save that for her to share with you. Please welcome my friend and fellow Vita ambassador, Kimberly. What has living with a vestibular disorder taught you or changed about you? Oh, in general. Oh my goodness. You know, number one thing, I mean, the main thing is it's, it's made me okay with being uncomfortable. It's made me be really, really okay with it. And I think I was frightened, 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 frightened to be uncomfortable in my body. So much so that, um, in fact, Yanis, one of the gentlemen in the Life Rebalance season three, he alerted me to this. And this is fascinating. He's been working with a researcher in France um, 
who is making some connections between um, serotonin deficiency disorder and maladevarkment, or maybe even in general, like larger vestibular disorders in general. Hmm. Um, and one of the conditions that's connected to low serotonin disorder is OCD. And he asked me, he, he WhatsApped me a couple months ago. He says, do you have OCD? And I was like, no, like I've never been like, yes, I'm compulsive and I love things. I'm like, but wait a minute. And, and I said, and it was ironic because that day I went to on a job and I was sitting down talking with one of the crew members and she just started out of the blues talking about her OCD. And I was like, okay, well, tell me um, what this is, because I'm not afraid to touch doorknobs, you know, and I'm not like a nitpicky, weird person about germs or anything like that. And she said, oh, no, it doesn't have to be that. She said, my type of OCD for her, she said, is when my my thoughts will loop and loop and loop and loop and loop and they won't stop. And all of a sudden, maybe. Oh, what is Is that? um, It's it's. obsessive compulsive personality disorder where it's it's not normally the the light switch three or four times it's more in the mental like your the thoughts like am i yeah yeah the repetitive oh i believe i'm i that's exactly what it is yeah well that's what i have i mean i've had that since i was a little kid and i so badly that i developed tics i mean i even had like some physical tics that i would do because the noise would not stop and it was in it as a teenager it developed into like skin picking and just obsessive this obsessive feeling that I was needed to escape my body my body was the most uncomfortable place in the world and I could not Hmm. relax with my mind or the sensations of my body and I was a ballerina so I always had aches and pains, always, always, always had something in, you know, pain, whatever. And so anyway, mm-hmm. this is interesting. This is my theory now. Because I was always afraid to be uncomfortable in my body, I developed MDDS, yeah. which in a way is what this person I was talking to on the crew was talking about um, exposure prevention, exposure ritual prevention, which is one of the techniques for OCD, Mm -hmm. where you expose yourself over and over and over to the thing that you're most afraid of. Mm -hmm. MDDS exposed me to the thing I was most afraid of until finally my brain said, oh, I'm okay. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to stop worrying about this because it's really okay. I can accept it. We can accept it. So I I just think that's somehow kind of really interesting that maybe my brain created what I actually needed even before the vestibular disorder started, which was to relax into the discomfort of life. So yeah, yeah, that's what I learned. It taught me to be really okay with the mess, the discomfort, the pain, like, and, and in a way, it is a little bit of that blue sky. It taught me to just, maybe that's when my brain in that moment was finally like, just put his, put her hands down and said, I'm okay. <laughs> like, just, re- I'm going to relax because this is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fighting it is so exhausting. It's crazy once you, once you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm not getting anywhere fighting it. I'm just going to no. have to let it be and just, yeah. all right. Just go with yep. it. Go with the flow. Just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. When you were talking, 
when you were talking about the, um, oh, I just forgot how you said it. I'm sorry. Um, brain fog a minute. Yeah, oh, the exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you exposure work Exposure ritual prevention. ERP. Exposure yes. ritual prevention. Mm-hmm. Exposure, exposure, exposure ritual prevention. <laughs> Tongue twister. When I was go- went through a study for hyperacusis, they first give me these earplugs that block all the noises that um, I cannot handle to my highest tolerance. And they put these in, but gradually over time, they lessen it. So they want me exposed to the noises. Um, And I learned through that, that with hyperacusis, you have to expose yourself to those noises to slowly get used to it. And your brain retrains itself. I came out of that study without my hearing aids, which really stressed me out because I was worried about it, but my sensitivity level dropped during that study. So I was like, yeah, so that's the first time I've heard of that was when that study. And then you mentioned that. Interesting. But to tell someone that when they're deep in it. Yeah. yeah, Well, but to not have somebody to tell (laughs) you, of course, I mean, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to avoid it, which is why mine lasted for so long. Because I was avoiding, I mean, my world became so small. I had headphones on. I would watch TV programs with my mom with noise-canceling headphones on and an eye bag over my eyes. That was as much input, sensory input, that my brain could handle. So I did the exact opposite of what I thought I should do. But I didn't have anybody helping me to say look, you need to have these little small micro doses of right. stimulation. So how would we know? We, we you don't, know? We I thought don't. I was doing myself damage if I went out and the light just went, blah, and I'd get yeah. dizzier, you know? And I thought, right. oh, I can't do that. Yeah. What other symptoms do you have with MBBS? The don't have them. Not getting any more, but I had what I called the brain slipping on the banana peel. <laughs> I think other people call them the drops. Um, oh, yeah. And the very first one of those I had, it was while I was with my mom, and it was right after um, my first vision therapy session. So I do think something <laughs> happened with my, <laughs> I think something was it was too much with my ocular nerves um, because within about a half an hour I went home and I thought I was having a stroke or a seizure because suddenly it was, it felt like my brain slipped on a banana peel. That's the only way I can describe it. You know, where you're just like, or you're on a roller coaster and everything just drops really fast. And I got on the floor because I thought, what the hell is going on? And that was the first one of, a year long period of having drops one every minute. I mean, sometimes twice a minute. I, I have this, oh no, it's not in here now, but I felt, I remember sitting at Christmas time with my family, like way in the distance away from them because there was too much noise going on. And I was just holding on to a ball, trying to like seal my brain into one thing again. Cause it felt like it was constantly going like this, like these tiny wow. little almost like little seizures or something like tiny little chemical explosions that just kept happening. They went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Um, so that thankfully I don't have anymore, but that was awful. Um, the insomnia was a big one. 
that that now, was with a the insomnia one. does the anxiety is that play into your insomnia or your thoughts for me is that part of it no i don't have the the looping anymore i don't have the looping thoughts anymore when i get to a place where i can't sleep it's it's the tired but not wired and you've heard that expression before where you feel like you're yes. amped up on so much it's almost like more of an adrenal thing where there's right. this electric buzz happening in your body and the what you really 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 need is sleep but your body just mm -hmm. can't switch over um so it really right. feels like a chemical thing it's not a a mental i could lay there just without a single thought and it's just my it's like the chemistry just doesn't know how to do it um okay. fortunately now i have i take uh an old school antihistamine very small dose i take like an eighth of the tablet mm -hmm. and that helps me so if i know i'm gonna just have one of those nights i can sort of feel it just feels like a buzzy thing where your body mm -hmm. just feels caffeinated i guess and I don't drink coffee <laughs> at okay. all. Like no, and I don't even drink green tea. I don't take any caffeine. Right. Um, and so I take one of those and it just cuts right through it. So, and it is, it's a uh, hydroxazine. So it is an anti, oh, okay. has off label is used as an, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. as a anti-anxiety. So I'm sure I carry a low level anxiety all the time and just didn't know it you know <laughs> yeah, i do know <laughs> i know um it's it's funny because uh i um i have oh god what is wrong with my brain today i have a social anxiety but in my mm -hmm. former previous mm -hmm. vestibular um symptoms i was so outgoing people didn't never saw me as having a social anxiety, but I was so good at it. I just kind of squashed yeah. it down and pushed forward. And so that's something that, um, that living with a vestibular disorder kind of, kind of makes you okay you with certain things. Yeah. So. Yeah. I have that too. Absolutely. Heather. I think when we learn, we, we like, this is how my body is and this is how I interact with people. So, yep you know, and it's excitable and people think I'm bubbly and all of that. And, but then you need to go home to restore, right? Exactly. Like there's no restoration quiet. happening oh. in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. My, my mom is very extroverted and I'm always looking at her going, how the hell do you restore yourself <laughs> in conversation? I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. It's not even possible. Like I need to go put a blanket over my head. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's yeah. so crazy how how we how it changes us so much. The vestibular mm -hmm. disorders. Yeah, yeah. Well, what right, are you though. working it's on? Interesting. Go ahead. There was that stupid. Oh, I was again. just gonna say <laughs> it, it's interesting how it teaches us to be okay with certain things. Like you said, with the social anxiety, you're like, oh, okay, I'm aware of this now, and it's yeah, and it's okay. And actually, when you probably talk about it, if you're out with people, nine out of 10 people are going to raise their hand and go, oh, I have that too. Me too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So just be who you are and yeah. Yeah. And exactly. just love, love, love. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> love, love, love. What did, um, 
Oh my gosh. What did River Phoenix say? Come to the rescue with love and peace will follow. <laughs> the great oh, late River like Phoenix that. said that. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> yeah. Come to the oh, rescue with love and peace beautiful. will follow. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> what do you have going on besides um, the life? I know that's about to air the first episode, the end of this yeah. month. Oh my gosh. I mean, mean, looking at the calendar in 10 days, the first one comes out. Stop. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Marissa (laughs) will be first and then you will be second. So sometime in March, or I mean, April, May, you'll be coming out. Nice. nice. Other than that, um, so one of the big projects is Dylan's book. My friend Dylan, I think I was mentioning a little bit to you. Mm -hmm. He's got probably about six months left and which is cool because six months ago he said he had six months left and just yesterday when I was with him at this basketball game his mom told me that he was saying that he's probably got another six months um and maybe Mm. some of that is like the excitement of his book being published and so I've been just loving helping him coordinate this get this book out into the world um and I'm determined to make that happen the other cool yeah. thing that's on um, that, well, that I'm right in the thick of right now is a mini series on mental health disorders. And we've cast, I'm partnering with Health Story Collaborative and this mm. lovely woman that runs Health Story Collaborative. Her name is Annie, Dr. Annie Brewster. And she has MS and um, teaches at Harvard. And it's just such a cool, yeah. cool woman. And it's been really fun to work with her on this project. We, we found six different mental health patients and um, everything from schizophrenia to bipolar. Actually, no, sorry, we don't have bipolar. We, have, we couldn't find someone with bipolar. We have um, BPD, uh, borderline personality disorder, and depression and anxiety and OCD. And um, we've been deep in the interviews with them uh, and it's been very sweet to hear their stories and their mm-hmm. triumphs and their struggles. Um, and we'll be releasing that in October. So we have a long oh, time still to gather some B-roll on all of that. But one of the projects that I'm just in the early seeds of right now that I'm super excited about is I really want to do a series for American Indians and, mm. um, their health, because I know colonization and everything us wonderful white people have done has really, really taken a toll on that population and especially on their health. And um, I connected with a doctor at the University of Minneapolis who works with a lot of the American Indian population. She herself, I can't remember which tribe she's with, um, but we're going to be speaking in about a month about collaborating on a mini series for American Indians. Wow. And what got yeah. you interested in that? I've always, some of my favorite authors are um, American Indians. So Louise Erdrich mm-hmm. is like one of my absolute favorites. I have like a whole bookshelf of them right here. There's another author, her last name is Silco. And her uh, this book that's called Ceremony that just broke my heart it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up rural Wisconsin, so I was always aware of the names of the lakes and the areas. Um, I was aware of sort of the the presence of 
the the American Indians. I think maybe that was part of just planting some of those seeds. But um, I think more recently, it's just been all these books that I've carried with me. I feel like the, I'm mad. I'm really mad what we did to, to this population, you know, yeah. and their connection to the earth. I feel myself such a deep, deep connection to the animals and the earth. And I feel mm -hmm. like I probably have a fraction of what originally was was in the natives here in this country and i feel so mad that we took that from them um and and i i i want to learn more about how to to bring their voices back out and bring some balance some mm -hmm. equity in a system that is horrible it's just horrible um and i i just yeah. even in a google search last week the um, American Indian population has more chronic illness than any other population in this country. So it makes sense with oh, unfixed and yeah. all the, un, un, you know, chronic illness yeah. work that I do. It's like, duh, <laughs> I have to do one. Um, so anyway, yeah. I'll be speaking with this woman at the university there. And, and I definitely don't want to lead the way on this series because I don't want to be the white girl coming in with like my ideas and, I, I really want to partner with somebody who can can advise the process so that it's done correctly. Mm -hmm. um, right. So it'll be a You're while. Still you know, looking I'll for that to, person. I'm still looking for that person. Yeah, yeah. If you know anybody, <laughs> um, I definitely want to. <laughs> and do the, the podcast you were listening to. Sure. Sorry, um, it's called All My Relations. All, All My okay. Relations. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. It's wow. really, really, I'm learning so much from it. And um, I just, I think we, my husband and I just watched 1883 too. Did you see that series? I think it's on Paramount about the pioneers coming over and, you know, the, the early days of the colonization of America. It's, it's just tragic. It's really, really tragic. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm in the soup of it right now, which is part of what I do before I start projects. I just regather the materials and the books and the shows and sort of inform myself. Um, and it feels like the right time to do this. So nice. once I find the right partner. Another passion you know. project. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lots of passion good. projects just to keep me busy. I mean, it would be nice to, you know, I, I will write some grants and who knows where the money will come in. It would be nice one day to see that this work is sustainable because I want to yeah. continue it. And, and I always pay, like I have a, I have an editor now who has a vestibular disorder. Right. He's amazing. Really? So it's, I, you know, I can't expect people to work for free. Um, yeah. and I really would love to continue to grow this team and I'd love for them all to have vestibular disorder because <laughs> you guys are rock stars. Um, but it would be, you know, that would be the dream is that someday maybe we find some corporate sponsor that can sponsor these projects and then mm. I can enlist all of you beautiful humans and do contract positions where you actually get paid to do your work. I mean, it would be such a dream to, yeah, to be able to. Yeah. It's hard. I know. I just spoke with Kevin. I know he's on the new docuseries coming up and mm -hmm. uh, his story broke my heart about, um, about his work and how, you know, he worked and now he really can't. He's kind of living 
a family member's home, it's heartbreaking. It's hard for our, a lot of us to get back out there. I mean, and um, I'm only working four months out of the year, if that, just because of the vestibular disorder, because I have so I have a little control over that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, someday there'll be stuff out there for us. And it doesn't have to be like, it can be structured in a way that sustains us so that it doesn't have to be these nine to five grinding things. It can be smaller sort of bite off, bite this little piece off for a couple of months. And it gives us a sense of purpose and it engages us and deepens our family bond. And then we go off into the Mm -hmm. world with a little paycheck and our hearts a little bit warmer. And I mean, it feels like I, I I think we can find, I would love to find ways for all of us to, to come together and create together a little bit more. Um, I always am asking Cynthia, can, can we please meet in person one of these days? Can we just have like a, <laughs> even if it's every conference? two or three years, yeah, yeah, like three, three days <laughs> in, in Florida at a hotel and we can all just connect and, you know, I mean, it's not like we have yeah. to, we all have the same, you know, bandwidth for it. So we'll hang out for an hour and then go rest, <laughs> meet up and meet right. up in four hours. <laughs> right. That's funny. I think, I think we keep pressing or it'll happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Kimberly, what can we do to support you in the community today? Oh my gosh. I think just share, 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 share. I think share this podcast, share on the unfixed work, share Dylan's story so that maybe we find someone that is an agent who wants to bring his story into the world. I feel like it's, to me, the healing for all of us happens when we share. Um, because we never know who's listening. Absolutely. never know who's listening. It might save somebody's life. It might make a connection for somebody who needs, like Kevin, who needs to find some sort of livelihood. That's the only way. It's the back door. I am so tired of trying to do everything through the front door. I mean, I do still with grant writing, but gosh, you know, I mean, I've written 25 grants in the last three years and I've gotten one, one and it's so I'm t- I'm like okay I'm done I'm just doing backdoor. There's gotta be <laughs> you know there's gotta be another way. Yeah, just it's connections, people. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the more we can just spread each other's work, and there's there's I think there are invisible forces that make connections happen in this world. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's been great, but before we go, I wanted to ask you a few of our whirlwind questions. Okay. Are you game? Yes. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> I'm <Yay>. game. <laughs> okay. Um, fill in the blank. Vestibular disorders are hard. They are hard. so hard. <laughs> so <They> are. hard. <laughs> You uh, feel your symptoms coming on and you're trying to be brave. What's the first thing you do? Take a deep breath. Close my eyes. Stabilize before I close my eyes and find the blue sky. Mm -hmm. Give myself a moment to just, because if I don't find the blue sky, I can't find that part of me that can allow the experience to happen. 
because otherwise I'm just going to tighten up around it and that makes it worse. Mm -hmm. I love that visualization of the blue sky because mm -hmm. you can do that anywhere. It's really just important. It's like, oh, it. anywhere. And we all know what a storm looks like. And we all know that above the storm, there's blue sky. We've all been on airplanes and we know that it's there. It's really there. Yes, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. What is one thing people usually get wrong about you? Oh. <laughs> Um, well, I think they probably think I'm extroverted. They think yeah. they probably think I'm I would like, say you're super right. outgoing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't yeah. be the furthest from that. I'm just really good at faking it. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> what is your favorite vestibular friendly meal? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Well, of course it comes from Alicia's cookbook. Um, mm -hmm. I have both of them. I love, 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 love her enchiladas and the, it has a tomatillo salsa on it. Do you know her tomatillo salsa? I have not. I I've, have the book. I haven't made anything out of it yet. So delicious. Do, do the, in fact, I'm going to make them next weekend. The chicken enchiladas with tomatillo salsa. Um, and I love this also so much that I'm actually going to grow my own to tomatillos this year because I make batches and batches and batches of it. And I'm, I'm not certain which are my food triggers because it feels very erratic, but I'm seems to me if there's one thing more than anything else, it's probably tomatoes. But then I say that, and I just had tomato soup last week and I was fine the next day. So I don't know. But I do think just erring towards the migraine-friendly diet is always wise for me. And that salsa is to right. die for. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to try it. I love I love Mexican food in general. So I'll have to try yep, that. Me too. For me sure. too. <laughs> what is the last show you binged and loved? 1883. 1883 and 1923, which was the second season. And it's tragic because they all came after Yellowstone, which I can't stand. I just do not connect with at all. But no, oh, 1883 spoke to my heart and the character oh. Elsa was wild and wonderful and beautiful and soulful. Mm. And then the love story in 1923 is so good. Like, oh my god, oh my goodness! I, I want to start watching it. We just be. finished it last week, and I want to watch it again. Yeah, it's very, Aww. very good. You could even. I'm wondering if you could watch it with your daughter. Mm, now there's a little violent. I mean, there's you know, there's bandits yeah. and thieves and stuff. While the yeah pioneers are yeah probably not. <laughs> But Not yet. You can watch it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I will put it on my list. What's your yeah. favorite novel? Oh my goodness. I, I okay. There's so many. You know, the, I have so many, but I'm going to, the one that just occurred to me, it's called The Elegance of the Hedgehog. Have you heard of The Elegance of the Hedgehog? I have I'm not. Muriel Barberry. I love coming of age stories um, about, you know, quiet quirky, isolated young girls. <laughs> and this is a story of a little girl living in France in an apartment complex and befriends the elevator woman, the woman that kind of takes everybody up and down the elevators and the flats. And she um, doesn't want to live anymore. 
she decides at 12 years old that she doesn't want to live anymore and has these deep philosophical conversations with some of the people uh, in the flat. She's very, very bright. And it's just a wild, beautiful story of a young woman kind of coming to terms with what life is. And um, it's just beautiful. They actually turned it into a movie and it wasn't, I don't think it was as good, but The Elegance of the Hedgehog Never is. is excellent. Okay. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. I'll have to look into that. I'm always looking for good books. What's your all-time favorite movie? <sighs> Another tough one, I know. <laughs> oh, I have so many favorite movies. Um, all-time favorite movie. Well, I'm going to say, I'll just say all-time favorite movie recently was mm -hmm. After Sun. And it actually, if it was another, I don't know if you want to say coming of age as much as a woman looking back on her relationship with her father. And so the whole movie really takes place as with her as a young woman um, on this sh short vacation with her father while her father struggles with depression. And it's, it's actually won, he, I think he was nominated. He didn't win, but he won, he was nominated for best actor this year. What was the name um, of it? After, after sun. After, after sun. sun. Is that on Netflix yeah. right now? Uh, I'm sure it is. Cause it just, yeah, it just came out. It's excellent. So I really, I like quiet paced movies and their, the relationship between the two of them, you would appreciate it. It takes place kind of in this little beach town and the mm. way that she observes her father and what he's going through and the struggle that she senses mm. in him. It's really powerful, oh. very quiet and, and, and lots of, lots of things that aren't said, but you can feel between the two of them mm. and the love that they have for each other. Yeah. It's precious. Oh, that sounds lovely. You've taken me to so many places yeah. today. I love oh. that. <laughs> What's the next that completely relaxes you? Um, I love doing crossword puzzles. They're, they've become yeah. this new thing for me. I never, ever, ever, ever did them before. And when <laughs> I started working more, I knew that screen time still makes me a little dizzier. And so I, I'm committed to stopping at four o'clock every day. And at four o'clock, I can just curl up on the sofa with a blanket and my kitties. And I always print out the crossword. I don't want to do it on my phone. My phone's already <laughs> plugged in. I'm done with screens. And I just do the New York Times crossword puzzle. And it's just, it's just, um, super relaxing for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I think part of it is because it gives my mind something to chew on. So I can't be looping on things or still obsessing mm -hmm. about work. Cause if it's just, I mean, I love cooking too. Um, but my mind can still kind of be chewing on work stuff then. Mm -hmm. And crossword puzzles are just so like pinpointed focused that it gives my brain that opportunity to just turn off and think about one thing, one thing. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> My parents, my parents do them every day also. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. For some reason I thought you were going to say gardening. I love gardening too. I really, really do. I mean, it's, it's when, when you said that, I was like, it's between cooking, gardening, harvesting and crossword puzzles. But I think there's something. <laughs> Your newest thing. It, because, yeah. 
because there's there's just something about that spinning mind that I have that will always have that really does go to a deeper still point when I can just like I, I've always said like I'd be a really good factory worker <laughs> you know like if I just had sort of this menial task where my brain had to focus on one tiny thing all the time because it calms <laughs> something in me it really right. really does that I mean you, you're the psychiatric nurse you could probably diagnose me <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh, but goodness, I do love gardening right. I love it so much I, I yeah. just have a, a new, I just started a worm bin um, so that we can create a com composting castings nice. for the garden. And I'm every morning I go out and check my little worm bin and make sure they're all doing all right. And it's, I just, Aww. it's fun. <laughs> that is so cool. I, I do miss yeah. that. I miss gardening. That's one thing about being on the road. I do miss having mm. all that, having a salsa garden and all that. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, Can you have like a little um, windowsill garden in your RV? Like, yeah. I, but it's not the same. I think it's just something I'll look forward to once we come back to sitting still, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah what totally. is your most used tool in your vestibular toolbox? Well, can, I mean, medication is... Can I, is that a tool? I mean, I use it yeah. every day. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is that's, actually. That's, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's a big tool. Um, yes, it that's is. my number one tool. Um, okay. For now, right now, it, it is very important. Of course, stress management, but I think that's such a lifestyle change for me that that encompasses everything. So, yeah, you know, lifestyle management is huge. Um, and, and, and that affects every minute of every day for me. So right. the other thing that is newer to me um, is that I started lifting weights. And well, I mean, working, my brother is sweet enough, but he got me a, a personal trainer and I just go out into the garage and I work with him. Nice. And it's helped me feel strong again in my body. Yeah. After eight years of feeling so frightened in my body, He's mm -hmm. helping me feel solid again um, and capable. And, and I'm so now that's, I don't go out every day, but every other day it's become a really, really important current part of my vestibular toolbox. So, yeah. and I'm not that's like, awesome. you know, bench pressing huge things. <laughs> it's very small. That's okay. <laughs> that's, okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's, I get that though. Completely. Yeah. That's great. That's a nice gift from your brother. Mm, I know <laughs> my brother is very sweet. He is, he's a very loving Aww. guy and he has been, um, he's, well, I should say he's my half brother. We found out when we found out about the paternity test. So we're like, whoa, hey, you're yeah. actually my half brother, not my full brother, but it's brought us closer this whole journey. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, and that brings me to our last question. What are you extremely grateful for today? Um, I, well, it's hard to not circle back to this because we've been talking about it for an hour and a half, but I'm grateful for the vestibular community. I really, really am. I'm grateful for being able to talk to you and 
just look in your eyes and know that you understand and get deeply the not just the strife but the abundant joy um and i know you felt it you felt both of those and i feel so grateful that we found each other and that we've all that the vestibular patients that are going to be listening to us are nodding their heads and going oh (laughs) i know that you know i'm so 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 grateful yeah so i guess i'm grateful for vita (laughs) (laughs) right they are amazing (laughs) cynthia yeah yes awesome well i'm grateful for you and and thank you for coming here and um, holding space together i love that yeah and i we need to push cynthia on um on setting a date for a reunion for everybody (laughs) seriously i mean they just have to put it in their budget so that when they you know go to their donors their donors are going yes this needs to uh-huh. happen, you know, that's yeah. all. It, and, and But then again, I don't know that the donors have seen that us getting together and having a meal is valuable. I don't know if they see that, but I think we do. <laughs> I think we do because I think the energy of all of us combined and uh, the creative energy together can just, yeah. just amplify to something so much bigger than we already are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they could turn it into something. It could be a little bit of a mini conference too, you know? I mean, they could have some right. speakers and why not? Yeah. I mean, have it, has it, it ever be happened? I have no idea. Yeah. Use like steps to balance as a conference instead and yeah, blow out. Yeah. Oh, it would be so fun. Yeah. My mom, mm. my mind's going now. <laughs> I'm going to be emailing Cynthia later. <laughs> okay. I will too. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Kimberly, and I will see you out there in the community and I'll leave all your contact contact information below. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much, Heather. How sweet to connect with you today. Highlight of my day. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Kimberly, for sharing your emotional resiliency, your gentleness, love and compassion for others truly can be a lesson for us all we are looking forward to life rebalance chronicle docuseries that's going to be starting season two in a few days yay find the link below to go ahead and watch season one and keep your eyes out for season two which begins with the lovely marissa her story thank you so much for being here if you would like more information or to reach out to kimberly please find her links in the notes below If you would like to reach out to me, Heather Davies, please find my information below as well. If you would like more information on vestibular disorders, please go to the Vestibular Disorder Association website. Now, right around the corner is also Vita's Steps to Balance on May 21st, where we will be spreading awareness about vestibular disorders and encouraging our fellow besties to get out and take steps to balance, whatever that means for you walking, swimming, bowling, like our fellow Vita ambassador, David Juno, just did last night. Bowling, no problem, and even got a strike. Anything you are comfortable with doing, just take one more step toward balance and help spread awareness about vestibular disorders to those that have never heard of these disorders. And one last thing, if you enjoy this podcast, please do me a favor and rate, review, and share. Thank you for being here, and I'll see you next week, warriors. Warriors.